for Annie, 1849, by Edgar Allan Poe. Thank heaven, the crisis, the danger has passed, and the lingering illness is over at last, and the fever called living is conquered at last. Sadly, I know, I am short of my strength, and no muscle I move, and I lie at full length. But no matter, I feel I am better at length, and I so rest composedly now in my bed that any beholder might fancy me dead, might start at beholding me, thinking me dead. The moaning and groaning, the sighing and sobbing are quieted now with the horrible throbbing at heart. Ah, the horrible and horrible throbbing. The sickness, the nausea, the pitiless pain have seized with the fever that maddened my brain, with the fever called living that burned in my brain. And oh, of all the tortures, that torture, the worst, has abated the terrible torture of thirst for the naf. Thathleen river of passion accursed. I have drank of a water that quenches all thirst, of a water that flows with a lullaby sound from a spring but a very few feet underground, from a cavern not very far down underground. And ah, let it never be foolishly said that my room it is gloomy and narrow my bed, for a man never slept in a different bed, and to sleep you must slumber in just such a bed. My tantalized spirit here blandly reposes, forgetting or never regretting its roses, its old agitation of myrtles and roses. For now, while so quietly lying, it fancies a holier odor about it of pansies, a rosemary odor commingled with pansies, with the rue and the beautiful Puritan pansies. And so it lies happily bathing in many a dream of the truth and the beauty of Annie, drowned in a bath of the tresses of Annie. She tenderly kissed me, she fondly caressed, and then I fell gently to sleep on her breast, deeply to sleep from the heaven of her breast. When the light was extinguished, she covered me warm, and she prayed to the angels to keep me from harm, to the queen of the angels to shield me from harm. And I lie so composedly now on my bed, knowing her love that you fancy me dead. And I rest so contentedly now on my bed with her love at my breast that you fancy me dead, that you shudder to look at me thinking me dead. But my heart is brighter than all of the many stars in the sky for it sparkles with Annie. It glows with the light of the love of my Annie, with the thought of the light of the eyes of my Annie. 2F, 1845. Beloved, amid the earliest woes that crowed through my earthly past, drear path, alas, where grows not even one lonely rose, my soul at least a solace hath in dreams of these and therein knows, and Eden of bland repose. And thus thy memory is to me, like some enchanted far-off isle, in some tumultuous sea, some ocean throbbing far and free, with storms but where meanwhile serenest skies continually, just o'er that one bright island smile. To Francis S. Osgood, 1845. Thoi, wouldst be loved, then let thy heart from its present pathway part not, being everything which thou art, be nothing which thou art not. So with the world thy gentle ways, thy grace, thy more than beauty, shall be an endless theme of praise, and love a simple duty. El Dorado, 1849. 
Gaily bedight a gallant knight in sunshine and in shadows, had journeyed long, singing a song in search of El Dorado. But he grew old, this knight so bold, and o'er his heart a shadow. Fell as he found no spot of ground that looked like El Dorado. And as his strength failed him at length, he met a pilgrim shadow. Shadow, said he, where can it be this land of El Dorado? Over the mountains of the moon, down the valley of the shadow, ride boldly, ride, the shade replied, if you seek for El Dorado. And lastly, Eulalie, 1845. I dwelt alone in a world of moan, and my soul was a stagnant tide, till the fair and gentle Eulalie became my blushing bride, till the yellow-haired young Eulalie became my smiling bride. Ah, less, less bright, the stars of the night than the eyes of the radiant girl, and never a flake that the vapor can make with the moon tints of purple and pearl. Can vie with the modest Eulalie's most unregarded curl, can compare with the bright-eyed Eulalie's most humble and careless curl. Now doubt, now pain, come never again, for her soul gives me sigh for sigh. And all day long shines bright and strong, a start within the sky, while ever to her dear Eulalie upturns her matron eye, while ever to her young Eulalie upturns her violet eye.